Welcome into the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and I am alone today. Um, you know, the other boys are up stuff, so you're stuck with me. But we've got a fun slate of NFL games to cover. I'm going to try and make this quick. We've got what seems to be a fun game in every single time slot, um, but there's also a decent amount of games that are just not excited about. But um, yeah, thank you all for listening, and I'm just going to dive right into it. Uh, we'll start with the 9:30 game that is over in Germany, um, arguably the best game of the day. We have the Chiefs and Dolphins facing off. Um, the Chiefs are favored by one and a half. Both team, two of the top. Probably probably the top two teams in the AFC, maybe two of the top three. Um, both are 6-2. and two. The Chiefs are coming off of a tough loss um, last week to the Broncos, a game that none of us saw coming. Um, but it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And we haven't seen the Dolphins perform yet against a really good team. Their two losses um, are coming against two really good teams, so... It's going to be, a, I'm sure it'll be a close game. Um, they're, I don't know which of the two teams is arriving in Germany first, which, as we've talked about with the London games, is seems to be a factor in who ends up getting the win there. But, um, yeah, Kansas City's favored. This is one of those games that we'd, we're all expecting to be a shootout, but I just wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being low scoring because that's just, we always get our hopes up and it doesn't end up happening. But Tyreek Hill playing the Chiefs for the first time since leaving. Um, the boys sent me their picks before recording, um, and all four of us actually picked the Chiefs, which surprised me. Um, I don't have their exact reasonings, but all four of us are on the Chiefs, so a really exciting game that's going to start us off in the morning. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see a game with a German crowd. It's going to be cool, fun to watch. So then I'll go into the top game at the... Um, one o'clock window, we have the, where is it? Sorry, no, this is Sunday night. We're going to go from Sunday morning to Sunday night. We got the Bills at Bengals. Um, last time these two teams played in Cincinnati was the DeMar Hamlin game. So we didn't actually get to see, um, majority of that game. Um, both Bengals are four and three. They're about as hot as any team in the NFL right now. Joe Burrow's fully healthy. They're finally getting going. The offense isn't exactly where we've seen it in the past, but they've grown significantly since the beginning of the year. And they're exciting, and they're a real threat for the Super Bowl. Um, I guess they just got off slow starts. And the Bills are reeling a little bit. They haven't been playing their best the last few weeks. Um, they're five and three. The Sportsbooks have Cincinnati favored by two at home. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, the Bills just haven't seemed the same ever since losing uh, Matt Milano and Tredavious White. Um, they made a trade for the, with the Packers for Rasul Douglas um, to help shore up their cornerback room. But um, yeah, it's it just doesn't feel like the team is the same. It feels like their ceiling is capped without at least a good defense. Their defense hasn't been good since um, those guys have been out. So it's going to, again, another exciting game. Um, we all picked the Bengals at home. Kind of surprised again that we're all in consensus with this one, but I don't know. It's uh, 
the Bills barely beat the Bucks on Thursday, and then before that, lost to the Patriots. Barely beat the Giants before that. So they they and then lost to the Jags in London the week before that. So they've been they've been slow and not as they haven't just they haven't seemed like the same team. So um, we're all on the Bengals with that game in what is hopefully going to be an exciting game between two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So from that banger of a game, we go to the four o'clock banger, which is the Eagles hosting the Cowboys. Um, the Eagles are favored by three. They are seven and one in the season. The Cowboys are five and two. The Eagles have hit their stride and they're looking as good as they were last year. AJ Brown is looking like a top three, if not top two, if not top one wide receiver in the NFL. Um, set the record for most games at the 125 plus yards in a row, um, receiving. And I don't know. It's, it's, you guys won't be surprised by this. Jack, Sam, and I are all picked the Eagles to win. And Keegan, of course, picked the Cowboys. Cowboys have looked better. They finally got CeeDee Lamb going last week. And um, they look like their offense is catching their stride. Dak's been playing better. Their defense has been improving. Um, but we haven't really seen them put up a big-time performance against a good team yet. The only other really good team they've played so far this year was the 49ers, and they got smacked. So this will be a good... Uh, test game for them to see are the Cowboys legit if they get smacked I would be a little worried about how legit they are going into the postseason and everything like that as much how much of a threat they are but they're a great team and it's gonna be a fun one in division the games are always fun so um yeah like I said three of us pick the Eagles Keegan's on the Cowboys and then let's see we'll go to The exciting 1 o'clock game. So, the Ravens are hosting the Seahawks. The Ravens are 6-2. Seahawks 5-2. The Ravens are favored by 6 points. The Ravens' offense is looking like arguably the best we've ever seen under Lamar. And Lamar's playing arguably the best we've seen. Definitely the best we've seen since his MVP year, but his performance is rivaling his performance of that year. It's going to be a fun game. The uh, Ravens are at home, so it's it's going to be tough for Seattle to travel. Um, but they're both fun teams to watch at the very least. The Seahawks are currently leading the NFC West, which was my preseason prediction. Um, I had walked it back. I hadn't walked back my prediction, but I, after seeing five weeks of unstoppable 49ers, I got worried and Admitted that I was most likely wrong. Well, the tides have turned since then. The 49ers have lost three games in a row, and now the Seahawks are sitting atop the division. They're frisky. They're fun. Jackson Smith and Jacob has gotten going. Um, they made a big trade for Leonard Williams, who has been a stud for the Giants for the last few years and is a huge pickup for the Seahawks defense that has been improving since their terrible start to the year, but they really needed that impact player on the D-line, and they got it. Um you know, a second rounder, it's that it feels like good value if you're a team that's going for a Super Bowl. And I would say that's what the Seahawks are, whether they are legit contenders or not, time will tell. But when you're five and two, winning your division, and you have all the weapons you do on offense, you need to show up your defense. And Leonard Williams was a huge pickup. Um, with that being said, all four of us picked the Ravens. Um, they're just too hot. 
they've been too good. Like when I was talking about the Chiefs, Dolphins being potentially the top two teams in the AFC, Ravens are probably the only other team right now that would be included in that conversation. So they are as much Super Bowl contenders as anyone, which I assume is why the four of us picked them. Plus they're at home and the West Coast team coming all the way to the East Coast is never easy. So we, yeah, like I said, we have a fun game at 9.30. That game at, was is fun at 1. We have a great game at 4.25. The Sunday night game's great. Unfortunately, the rest of the games aren't as fun. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go down the line. Um, we've got Texans-Bucks at 1 o'clock. The Texans are hosting the Buccaneers. Um, both teams are 3-4. and four. The Bucks started 3-0 on the season and have lost four straight. They had a chance to beat the Bills last week if Chris Godwin could have just turned around and caught a Hail Mary. And if he had seen it in time, they could have beaten the Bills. Um, they haven't been as... You wouldn't have expected them to be 0-4 in that span based on how they've played, but they've played tough competition, just haven't been able to pull it out. Um, the Texans are favored in this game by 2.5. Um, as they are the home team, it's going to be really interesting. It seems as if the NFL's kind of caught up with CJ Stroud. He started the season as hot as anyone. Um, he hasn't been playing poorly since then, but they've been on a little slide, and his play has declined a little bit. As I think the league has seen enough tape to be able to game plan against him. Still a great team, um, and still very capable of winning this game and maybe sneaking into the seventh spot for the playoffs. The Bucks are still within a game of their division race, so this is, they're obviously still in this as well. Um, and a big game for both of them. So the over-under is only at 40. It's probably not going to be a high-scoring game. Um, but I think it would be a fun one because it's both two teams that are 3-4 and four and frisky. I picked the Texans, but I'm on an island as the other three guys picked the Bucks. Of course, I'm on a Texans island. You guys know how much I like the Texans and think they're fun and frisky. Um, but the Bucks might have been the right pick. We'll see. Next game. We'll we'll go to the Vikings. The Vikings, who do they play? Um, oh, yeah, they play the Falcons, I believe. Yes. The Falcons are hosting the Vikings. Falcons are favored by four. Um, in Atlanta, one o'clock game. You would think this is the perfect game for the Vikings. Unfortunately, very sadly, Justin Jefferson is still out, and even more uh, heartbreaking, Kirk Cousins is out for the season with an Achilles tear. Um, yeah, it's it's a terrible situation for the Vikings. It's really sad. Kirk was playing, at least coming off of one of the best games of his entire career, and they were getting the offense going. Jordan Addison was breaking out. Hawkinson was having a good season. They finally were get, able to get the run game going a little bit. But unfortunately, Kirk will be out for the season. Um, rookie Jalen Hall. Jalen Hall? Jaron Hall? What's, I don't even know. Um, they traded The Vikings traded for Josh Dobbs. Um, but I don't think he'll be playing since... Yeah, Jaron Hall. Will, the rookie, fourth rounder out of BYU, will be starting for the Vikings as Josh Dobbs, uh, I assume, won't be active just yet since they just traded for him this week. Um, Josh Dobbs has had a crazy... I believe he was on the Titans last year to finish the season. I want to say he signed with the Browns this year. I could be wrong. 
did he did Dobbs sign with the Browns this offseason? Let's see. I'll Google it really fast. Um, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, so he went Titans, Browns, trade to the Cardinals the week of the first game. And then we're going from the cart. Now after playing well in, in Arizona, gets a chance to um, try and save Minnesota's season there. A team that is striving for the playoffs at 4-4. Four and four. They're well within the um, NFC playoff race. Um, but yeah, we'll see Jaron Hall this week without Justin Jefferson. The Falcons are at home. They're 4-4. Four and four. Taylor Heineke is getting his first start in the Falcons uniform. The offense looks, even though they lost last week, the offense looks significantly better with Heineke. Arthur Smith finally bit the bullet. And he didn't admit that he was wrong, but he gave in to... I believe his words, uh, he had originally called it the toxic culture of believing that Ritter was a bad quarterback, but then he benched him, so maybe he's also toxic, who knows. But we, I want to say, yeah, Jack, Sam, and I picked the Falcons, and Keegan's on the Vikings. He believes in Jaron Hall, I guess. Um, again, if the Vikings had Kirk Cousins, this would be an easy Vikings pick for me, but both teams are four and four. Both teams well within the NFC playoff race. It'll be a big game. Um, we'll see if we got anything in Jaron Hall and if Taylor Harnke can yet again uh, play well for a team after getting the start midseason. So next game, we'll go to the Josh Dobbs Bowl. The Browns are hosting the Cardinals. The Browns are favored by eight and a half. Um, I believe that Deshaun Watson is questionable in this game. I don't know for sure if he's playing or not. Um, regardless, P.J. Walker's been playing well enough. They lost last week to the Seahawks. He threw a bad pick at the end, but they're at least a relevant team. Um, the defense is so good. The Cardinals are also, we're not sure who's starting a quarterback for them. Kyler is not expected to be back, so it'll likely be Clayton Toon getting, getting the start this week with Josh Dobbs now being in Minnesota. But there's a there's a chance Kyler played last week, so maybe he'll play this week. Um, be really exciting. I don't think they're in any rush to get him back as they want him to be fully healthy. But they definitely want to see him play before um, the end of the season, at least a few games, so that they can uh, kind of get a gauge at where he's at. Because right now they're they're the no, they have the number one pick, so they might have a shot at Caleb Williams, Drake May. They probably will. So. It's going to be an intriguing um, matchup, um, but again, I we all picked the Browns. They're favored by eight and a half. Don't expect it to be close. The Cardinals have been a fun and frisky team, but now that Josh Dobbs is gone and probably don't have Kyler, I don't think it'll be much of a contest, and neither do the other guys. All right. Now we will go to what also might be a gross game. The Packers are hosting the Rams. Um, yeah, the both teams are playing pretty poorly currently. Um, I'm looking up a injury status on Matt Stafford. Um, let's see here. He hurt his thumb. He has a UCL sprain. He was listed as day-to-day. Could... We heard reports he could miss a couple weeks. We could. We heard he could play this week. 
Um, LA tried to sign John Wolford off of Tampa Bay's practice squad to get him back from last year, but then Tampa Bay just signed him to the active roster, so they weren't able to get him. We don't know where Stetson Bennett is, so yeah, I don't even I don't even know who would start this game. Um, I'm not getting any obvious answers when I just Google Rams backup. Oh, here we go. Brett Rippon. That's fun. Well, Brett Rippon will be pl- likely be starting for the Rams if Stafford can't get healthy. Against Jordan Love and the Packers, who are hosting, the Packers are favored by three, so I assume the sportsbooks are thinking that Stafford will not be playing. Um, yeah, the Packers don't look good. They started 2-0, and they're now 2-5. and um, But the Rams started hot and have looked pretty bad the last few weeks. And the offense, especially without Stafford, looked terrible last week. Um, you've seen a slowdown in production with Puka Nakua and a slowdown with Cooper Cup since he exploded on his coming back. So it's going to be a gross game, I think, regardless of who ends up winning. The over-under is at 38.5. That's one of the lowest of the week. Ugh. If I knew Stafford would playing was playing, I would pretty comfortably pick the Rams, uh, just because I haven't seen enough from the Packers. You, you saw reports this week that Jordan Lo- or the Gutenkus, the GM for the Packers, said that um, they're not committed to Jordan Love long term. The next ten games are going to be very telling for him. Um, so I think this will be a big game for him against a not great defense. Um, Jack and Keegan are both on the Packers. Sam's on the Rams. I never, ever want to pick the Packers. But I think I'm going to take them just because I don't think Matt Stafford's going to be starting. And I just, I just, I really don't see Brett Rippon leading them to a win. So, ugh. I don't really want to pick either team, let's just say that. But I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go with the Packers, as gross as that feels. Um, I don't feel good about that at all. I'm going to take the Rams. I just can't do it. If it's, it really feels like 50-50 for me, why would I pick the Packers? So let's go Rams. Um, next game. Hmm. We've got the Commanders at Patriots. The Patriots are favored by three. Uh, both teams are bad. I'm comfortable saying that. Unfortunately, as someone who thought the Commanders were going to be in the playoffs this year, um, even though they're not far out of the race by any means and have stuck with some really good teams, it looks like they're tanking. The they trade Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second rounder, which makes sense on their end. We, they were expected to move one of Montez Sweat or Chase Young before the deadline, and they end up moving both as Chase Young is sent to the 49ers for a third. As a Bears fan, seeing the Montez Sweat trade go down, I was happy. Uh, seeing that we gave up an early second at back-to-back years made me nervous. And then seeing Chase Young go for a third, a late third, a compensatory third, made me frustrated, Um, uh, just being honest. But I do like Montez Sweat. He's safe. 
I believe they'll sign him to an extension, even though that those talks haven't necessarily started. But yeah, the commander, I can talk a little bit more about that when we get to the Bears game. But yeah, the commanders are... Uh, yeah, it's it's sad. It, the, Sam Howell is exciting. He's fun to watch. He's a gunslinger. Um, but I think the owner had a big hand in this. We've seen rumors that they're trying to bring in Bill Belichick next season. I don't know what that's about, but there's a lot of, a lot up in the air for the Commanders and the Patriots. Have looked competent the last few weeks, at least. Um, they, they haven't looked amazing, but they lost to the Dolphins last week, but had beat the Bills two weeks ago. Let's see. Looking at the picks, Keegan and I both picked the Patriots. The Jack and Sam are on the Commanders. The reason I'm taking the Patriots is I, their defense is good. Um, the Commanders are a little banged up on offense and just lost their two. They still have a decent D-line with their two interior D-linemen, but losing your two top-tier edge players um, just like that and kind of showing the team you're not competing this year, I think that'll be tough to recover from. And it's in Foxborough, which kind of gives me the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, that's that game. Don't need to talk about that anymore. And I guess that leads... We can talk about the Saints-Bears game next. Just um, So, going back, Bears did trade the second round pick for Montez Sweat. I don't know if he's playing this week. I would doubt it, but he's healthy, so you never know. It's easier to step in as a D-lineman versus, you know, a quarterback or something like that. Um... Tyson Bajan is getting the start for the Bears. He'll probably his last game starting. I don't expect him to keep the job over Fields when he's healthy, and I think Fields is expected to be back next week. Um, so I don't. Yeah, the Bears have looked. They looked so bad on Sunday night. It was a tough watch. It was a game that you knew was over right away. Um, Bajan. The Bears' offense should have scored more. They still would have lost. Like, the first play of the game should have been a touchdown. Um, he was not touched. And then Velas Jones drops one in the end zone. He should not be on an NFL team. Um, so, I still think even with if they scored those two touchdowns, they don't win that game. They just could not stop the Chargers, and Herbert was near perfect, especially in the first half. So, um, Austin Eckler had a good game. Couldn't slow him down. So... Yeah, it was just not a great showing on Sunday night in prime time. It was gross. And the Saints have been playing pretty well de- recently. Kamara being back. Um, Derek Carr just peppers the lad with targets. But, um, yeah, they, they seem to have get getting the offense going. Rashid Shahid's been catching deep bombs all over the place. Um, him and Carr seem to have a better connection than, him and, than Carr and Olave, which has been surprising. But... Um, Taysom Hill's actually been a huge part of the offense and looks like a great NFL player. As weird as the position that he plays is, he's throwing, passing, or he's throwing, running, catching the ball. You you don't really ever, we haven't really ever seen that, at least not much. And he's doing it to an elite level. So it's fun to watch. It's in New Orleans. Their defense is great. Their offense is better than the Bears' offense is, at least. And... Um, I believe we all picked the Saints. Yeah, we did. Um, back to Bears are dead. 
territory. And with six losses this early, they're out of the playoff race, in my opinion. Um, maybe a win last week, get them to three and five. Maybe they had a chance, but yeah, it's they're definitely dead now. Um, so sad. We have the number two and three pick currently in the NFL draft with the Panthers win. Unfortunately, that moved them out of the number one spot, but a um, lot of lot of time to play. So one more game of the Tyson Bajan experience, but let's move on. Speaking of teams that are now dead. Um, that this podcast roots for. We have the Colts are playing in Carolina, North Carolina at the Panthers. Um, the Colts are favored by two and a half. They uh, had a bad week, tough week last week. Um, yeah, Minshew is kind of proving that he is the perfect backup quarterback to plug into a few games midseason. Like Jack had mentioned, get you a win in week eight. He's the perfect backup for that. But as a season-long starter, his flaws are going to have been showing. There's that w- really weird run uh, where Jonathan Taylor started the game for the first couple quarters, was getting all the carries, and then all of a sudden he got like three touches in the second half, something like that, and Zach Moss got the majority. Um, this game against the Panthers, who ha- the Panthers are coming off their first uh, win of the season, beating the Texans last week. They looked competent. They looked better. They still look like one of the worst teams in the NFL for sure. Um, I think all four of us picked the Colts to win, of course. Um, the Panthers have arguably the worst run defense in the league. I would expect Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss to be running all over them. Um, but could be sneaky close. It could be a sneaky close game if the Panthers have found some last week we'll see changing play callers frank reich returns i don't know it's gonna be a weird game but we all have the colts winning um in carolina two more games left we got one more sunday game uh ah yes the raiders giants game the raiders are at home they are favored by one and a half this is a crazy line to me. It makes sense. Um, the Raiders are favored by one and a half at home after firing their head coach. Josh McDaniels is out. Their offensive coordinator, their GM, and the team's three and five. And they are favored over the Giants. Unbelievable. But it makes sense. I pick, I'm pick. i picking the Raiders. Um, I'll talk about the Giants in a second, but... We, it, we see it every year where a team fires their head coach, the team morale rises because they're like, finally, that guy's out of the building. We saw it last year with um, Jeff Saturday winning his debut game and then not winning a game after that. Um, I remember when uh, Bisaccia came in for the Raiders a few years ago. That happened when in his first game. They got a big win and then kind of died out from there. Um, we see it all the time when coaches are let go in the – locker room like comes together and are fine are relieved relieved excited energized by the coach game fired so um jimmy g got benched aiden o'connell will be starting this game um so we'll see we'll uh we'll see about the raiders offense how that moves 
and how they as a team work without Josh McDaniels. Um, and then the Giants are 2-6. and six. They are coming off of an absolutely brutal loss. Um, at the end of that game, they had a 99.9% chance to win the game and still somehow didn't win. It was crazy. Somehow the Jets still pulled that off. But, um, yeah, the Giants are arguably the worst team in the NFL. Um, Daniel Jones is questionable. I am He fully practiced today, so I'm expecting him to start um, so that we don't have to see... I don't even... What was... Who was that random quarterback that we that started last week? Because um, Tyrod got hurt, so oh, he had a funny name. Sorry, Tommy DeVito. There it is. Danny DeVito's son gets into the game. Um, but I picked the Raiders, and so did all the other guys, which is crazy. I was kind of hoping I'd be in a, on an island and get to explain, you know, like, oh, the coach is gone, they always win after that, but seems like we're all in lockstep. So we got Raiders winning that game against the Giants. And then to Monday night, the Jets are hosting the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three and a half points. Back-to-back primetime games for the Chargers after a smackdown of the Bears on Thursday night last week. uh, Or, sorry, on Sunday night last week. The Jets coming off of that win against the Giants like I talked about. um, Somehow squeaking that one out, a game in which they looked incompetent for three and three, three quarters, and then a three, three and three quarters of football. It was terrible. Um, but they found a way at the end, um, got to overtime in an improbable way, um, but they got there. So it's a weird game because the Chargers are favored by three and a half, yet all four of us are picking the Jets. I think that's because we haven't seen the Chargers offense, especially since Mike Williams has been out, perform at a top-tier level against good defenses, and the Jets have about the best defense. They've slowed down, if not shut down, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. um, All the... Who else have they played? Jalen Hurts. um, They've at least slowed down those elite-level quarterbacks, and Justin Herbert is similar tier. So... um, I think that this will be a close game, as most Chargers games are. It'll probably be a one-score game, and with the the way the Jets' defense is, and then the Chargers always just seem to be in a close game, it seems like it'll definitely be close. We all picked the Jets. Zach Wilson isn't playing; hasn't really been playing great all year, but he's playing just well enough at the right times to win four games. Um, Chargers aren't dead. If they lose, but at three and five, it'll be tough to come back in the AFC wildcard race, especially losing to a team like the Jets, who they'll be in the race with. Um, but if they can get four and four, that'll be huge for them in the playoff race. So, yeah, Monday night, I'm expecting it to be a fun game to watch um, just because, like I had mentioned, they're always close games, it seems like. So, um, yeah, I'm going to pull up the 
NFL wildcard standings right now, just to kind of see where everything's at. Um, as we're about halfway through the season, a little more, maybe a little less. Um, but the current playoff picture, in the AFC, we've got the Chiefs in, with the one seed getting the bye. The Dolphins that, with the two seed. Jags, three seed. And Ravens, four seed. All teams, all those four teams are at six and two. Um, I could see any of them ending up with the number one seed. Not saying they're all at the same level, but... Jags are in a worse division. Maybe the Chiefs are a tier above. Ravens, Dolphins a tier above. But regardless, all teams are six and two. All are Super Bowl contenders, and it'll be a fun race to see who can actually end up with that first round bye. The Bills at five and three are currently the fifth seed. Steelers at four and three are the sixth seed. Oh, it's mind blowing how they are there. Um, just a team that. Has not looked like a top six team in the AFC. But they're four and three and they're there like they seem to always be. Um, and then the Browns are at seven seed. Um, they've been hanging on without Deshaun. We don't know when he'll be back, but every holy cow, every single one of those teams I just listed. No, that's not right. Never mind. Um, but yeah. And then we have the Jets in the eighth spot. Um, the Bengals in the nine spot. Both of those two teams have the same record as the Steelers and Browns. Um, pretty much are tied for those spots, but with the current tiebreakers, Steelers and Browns are in. And then the Texans in the ten spot at three and four. Titans eleven, three and four. Chargers three and four at twelve. And then Colts, Raiders, Broncos, Patriots. Um, but everyone except for the Patriots is three and th- three and five or better. So. They're only a game back of the teams in seven seed is most of the AFC. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be close the rest of the year. Who knows? Um, I would expect those top four teams to stay in the playoff race. I would expect the Bills to stay there. I'm, ex- I'm probably expecting the Bengals to jump up into a wild card spot. And then if I had to make a prediction for the final spot, I think I'd give it to... The Brown, no, the Jets. I don't know. I could just see them squeaking in there if, with the hope of getting Aaron Rodgers back. I could just see them squeaking in. And then to the NFC, the Eagles, as the only seven and one team in the NFL, are the one seed. The Lions are in the two seed at six and two. The Seahawks are in the three seed at five and two. And then the Falcons are in the four seed currently, leading the NFC South at four and four. Um. Yeah, they're not better than the teams in 5, 6, and 7 seeds, but as a division winner, you automatically get a top 4 seed. Um, they're only a, they're, have the same record as the Saints at 4-4. Four and four, The Bucks are at 3-4, and four, so pretty much anyone's game in that division currently. Um, and then the 5 seeds, the Cowboys, I fully expect them to stay there. The 49ers are the 6th seed. Again, fully expect them to stay there. Vikings are the seven seed at four and four. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I probably won't expect them to stay there, even though I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs, just because they're in a weaker NFC. And if Josh Dobbs can get going and they get Justin Jefferson back, I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't know. Missing Kirk might be just a little too much for them to hold the spot. But 
This, they're currently above the Saints and at four and four in the eight spot. Bucks, like I said, at three and four in the nine spot. I think it's looking like two NFC South teams could get in. I think if any team will pass the Vikings, I would predict it'd be the Saints. Um, and then you've got Rams in the ten seed, Fal- or Commanders at eleven, both at three and five. Technically not dead. Um, only a game back of seven seed, which is why I'm just so surprised with the Commanders trade. But whatever. Packers two and five, Giants two and six, Bears two and six, and then Panthers and Cardinals both only have one win at fifteen sixteen. So the AFC technically probably has fifteen teams that all could theoretically make the playoffs. I would say the Patriots are dead in the AFC, and then the Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, Giants, Packers are probably all dead. And even though the Commanders only game out, no, I'm not going to call them dead yet. You never know. Maybe they needed to get rid of Chase Young for locker room circumstances, which is a theory I saw. So we'll see. But I'm not going to say they're dead. But um, yeah, I think, and then I'll just give my, uh, hmm. My top five right now, power rankings. Eagles at one for sure. Oof. The Lions did have a good bounce back last week, but I don't even know if I can have them in my top five. I'll probably go... No, the Chiefs just lost. I can't have them there. I probably might have the Ravens at two. Because we they've they look about as good as any team and they've beaten good teams, which you can't say about necessarily the Dolphins yet. Who I'd probably have the Dolphins at three, Chiefs at four, even after that loss, and then it's like a tie between the Jags and the Lions for the five spot. The Jags have looked so good, but again, they haven't really played any amazing teams. They did beat the Bills, but they got smacked by the Chiefs. Uh, I'll probably go the Lions. They're not even healthy in there still. But Jags are well-deserving of being the top five as well. So, yeah. That episode was a little shorter with it being just me. I kind of flew through the games. Left a little time there for the playoffs and power rankings. But thank you all for listening. Um I'm thinking next week we'll have all the guys finally back together. It's been a while since we've had all four of us. It's the most fun for us, and I think probably the most fun for you listeners. So I promise we'll have all four of us soon. Um, Just got busy schedules, and we're trying to make it work. So we appreciate you all for listening. You've made it this far, listening to just my voice. I appreciate you so much. Let me know if you made it this far. I would appreciate knowing. Um... Yeah, thank you all. Peace.